How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 19. I want to start teaching the word of God in a very strong way. Hallelujah. Moses was talking to the desert babies. Desert babies, I think I've explained it before because. The Israelites that were in Egypt, that Moses went there and spoke to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Those three million people, Moses is the most successful pastor who has ever lived because he pastored three million people at a spot. The Bible called the church in the wilderness. He called the people there the church in the wilderness. Now all the people that left Egypt, everybody died. Except Joshua and Caleb. So they go to Kadesh Barnea and they have to go and spy the land. You should know that story by now. Moses sent 12 spies to go. Two came with a good report, 10 came with an evil report. As a result of that, God decided in his sovereignty that because of their attitude, in fact, he even gave them a name. He said they are stiff, naked people. And because of their attitude, she is not going to let them enter the promised land. And so, for 40 years, he eliminated all of them. It's not that they died, they died one day. But that means that if you are 40 at that time, when the thing happened by 80, you are gone. So, all of them died. So, the people that entered the promised land, in fact, that was the reason for the book of Deuteronomy. In fact, some of them were not circumcised. They stopped circumcision and stuff like that. You remember Joshua circumcised them in the book of Joshua. The Bible says, God said, today I have rolled the reproach away from the people. But a little backward, you realize that everybody died except Joshua and Caleb. And so the people that entered the promised land, all of them were born in the desert. They grew up in the desert. 
For 40 years, they were just hanging around the desert. That is why I call them desert babies. They've never been to town. They've never been anywhere. All their life was hanging around the desert in Israel. And one day when we went to Israel, we passed through one of those places on our way to the tabernacle. And they have to show us the systems about where they were living. They are the generation that entered the promised land. Now, because their parents have rebelled against the law, the book of Exodus was given to them as a law. Are you following me? And so Moses has to rehearse all the laws to them. So actually, if you study the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy, you will see a lot of similarities inside. The reason is that they didn't get the law direct from God. It was their parents that got it. Their parents has passed away. So Moses has to reserve Moses too, as a result of the kind of people he was pastoring. He himself couldn't enter the promised land. Because as a result of uh, their attitude, he struck a rock instead of speaking to the rock. And by that, the Bible said, um, God was angry with him. He, he begged God several times. And God decided that that matter is closed. He doesn't want to hear it again. And so he just have to tell the people what is going to happen. After that, he has to climb Mount Nebo and then go there and died. Nobody saw Moses' body. Moses, God himself did a, a private barrier for him. Even the rod, nobody could find it. Because if the rod came in, they would have worshipped the rod. Nobody can find, no archaeology can find the body of Moses. Now, part of the thing that happened with the desert babies, as he finished um, repeating the laws into them, he came to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and he told them that I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Some translation said, okay, let me read this so I come, that I have set before you life and death. Blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So Moses came out with a very strong law and said that this particular scripture brings out the fact that the blessings of God is not automatic. It means that you cannot do whatever you like for God to bless you. There is always conditions for God's blessing up to today as we are standing here. So the reason we are preaching foundation, we are preaching this live right is that it becomes a benefit for you to choose to live right before the Lord. Because when I get to the point in my message of where I'm starting laying foundation, I will let you know that the, one of the major requirements for working or attracting God's blessing is to walk in obedience. Don't worry, we'll come there in a second. Hallelujah. And so Moses called them and said, I call heaven and earth to record against you. If you can give me the New Living Translation. He said that today, I have given you the choice between life and death. Between blessing and cursing. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. That is very strong. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you will choose life so that you and your descendants may live. It means that every choice your forefathers made affects you. According to the scripture. Moses is saying that heaven is a witness, earth is a witness that 
Whatever choice you make, it affects generations after you. The question is, what choice did your grandfather make? What choice is me and you, our grandmother's made? I am trying to diagnose the problem of Africa. Hallelujah. There are a lot of things to that we have to see out of the scripture as a foundation. Number two, God cannot make a choice for you and me. It is not in his power. According to the Bible, today, I have given you the choice between life and death. So Moses is saying that every one of us walking around, we don't have a neutral line. You are either choosing life or you are choosing death. You are choosing a blessing or you are choosing a curse. All of them get attracted to you based on the way you live your life on earth. And he's also saying that whatever choice you make, heaven is a witness to that choice. And that is a very serious statement. It means that one day when you stand in judgment, you cannot deny it because whatever we are doing, heaven will bring the witness that this thing happened to you because of this and this that you did. Amen. If you go to the NIV version, he put it in a very interesting way and he said that this day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have said before you life and their blessing and curse. Now, now choose life so that you and your children, you and your children, so whatever decision you make affect your children. Don't take the message of the wrong foundation for granted. Whatever decision we are making, it affects generations after us. So whatever we have come to today is as a result of the fact that somebody made a wrong decision. And somebody made a wrong choice. Now you see, I don't even want to call it a case. Because if it's a generational case, eh, every case has an expiring date. Even if nobody prays about it. If nobody take it into prayer, if it's a curse, God's curse was that um, I will visit the iniquities of your children to the third and the fourth generation. So that means after third and fourth generation, it must expire. That is why the curse of Judah was that if you do an illegitimate act of sex, you will not ascend to the, uh, the throne for ten generations. If you remember my message. Now, if you count it bigger, bigger, you realize that by 10 generations, even though nobody was praying, the curse must be broken. Now, the, what is happening to our family, the reason why I don't think it's a curse is that it has passed that age. Now, if it has passed the fourth generation, then it is something else. It's a good place to give Jesus a clap of it. That's what I know. Every curse has an expiry date on it. It cannot travel for good. But if you see that thing keep traveling and traveling, then it's something different. And that is why I came by the grace of God with the revelation of the wrong foundation. Because the question was simple. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, come back to the message Bible. Let me show you something. Hallelujah. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your children will live back to New Living Translation. Hallelujah. 
every one of them is calling heaven as a witness. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. So, whatever you do, when you wake up in the morning, do, 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 these, are, these are laws that govern human life. When you wake up in the morning, God said, I said this too before you. Now, if you agree with me for based on what I'm teaching, then the forces that determine history fall on two categories. According to the scripture, the forces that determine history fall on two categories. The forces that determine history, they fall on two categories. Either blessing or cursing or life and death. There is something interesting about the realms of the spirit. There is no neutral ground. If you mix a curse, you cannot mix a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. If you mix a curse, you cannot mix a blessing. If you mix death, you cannot mix life. If you mix heaven, you cannot mix hair. God didn't make an opportunity for any neutral ground. Huh? So I'm saying that the forces that determine history fall into two categories. And they are this. They are visible and invisible. The forces that determine history fall in two categories. Visible and invisible. Everybody say visible. And everybody say invisible. It is the interplay of these two realms that determine the course of history. The visible realm and the invisible realm. The natural realm and the supernatural realm. These two forces are the forces that determine history. Interestingly, along the line, you are going to learn that because God make it a law that everything in the natural comes from the supernatural. How do I know that? In the beginning, God created the heavens. That is the supernatural. Then he created the earth. That is the natural. God himself is a spirit. The Bible says God is a spirit. They that worship us worship in, in spirit and in truth. The reason we need faith to worship God is because we can't see him. Now listen. If I'm giving... This Malbroni guy high five, pa. I don't need faith. The moment I lifted my hand, he lifted his hand. Huh? But if you are giving God like a high five, there is no guarantee that your hand will touch his hand. But you have to believe that your hand has touched his hand. That is why we need faith to walk with God. This is the difference. So this is the forces that control, they determine the course of history. The reason why we need faith to walk with God is that he is a God of faith. We can see him. Interestingly, it complicates our way. Now, let me tell you something. That is why even the faith you need to work with Jesus Christ, different from Peter, James, and John. Their faith is different. Now, why do I say that? The faith of Peter, James, and John is based on the Christ they saw. They ate with. He washed their feet. They saw him. But me and you are, are relating to a Christ we have never seen, we have never encountered and therefore, we just have to believe that he exists. If you look at the way they wrote some of the book, like First John, John said that what we have seen with our eyes and our ears have seen, our hands have touched, and we have testified. That's what we testify. So they are testifying of something they can see. But me and you, we are testifying of something we cannot see. I've started a genuine generational blessing. I'm laying foundation. Hallelujah. I'm saying that there are forces that determine history. They fall on two kind of visible and invisible. That means that I was saying that in the beginning God created everything. So everything in the natural comes from the supernatural because God is a spirit. Everything in the natural. Now, this is what makes a lot of us in the church, a lot of us, 
a lot of the body of Christ, eh, a lot of us live as if there is not another world. You see, all the things you are preaching about wrong foundation and stuff like that, the reason why you don't care is because you don't believe the life in the other world. This is the reality of the life in the other world. Listen, as I give girl high five and it hit me, pa, it's, you heard the noise, pa. Are you getting it? Now, let's assume it's God and I hit him, pa. You will not hear any noise because I can't see God and you can't hear it. But interestingly, it is the God in the spirit that created the path. Now, if the God in the spirit is the one that created the sound in the natural, then God in the spirit is more rare than the natural. It means that the natural world cannot exist without the spirit world. It is just, it is just a basis. It is not possible for this natural world to exist without the spirit world. The reason why the natural world is existing is because there is another counterpart world. Now, if you also agree, because the natural world was born by the supernatural world, then, oh, 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 oh. Listen, this young, beautiful girl is my daughter. She does not control me. Because I brought her to this earth. So because I brought her to this earth, I have a certain authority over her life. She looked to me as a father. He depends on me. She, 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 she has a confidence in me. I mean, whatever is happening, once I'm around her, she's okay. Are you getting it? So there is a, a, a certain law that makes her walk naturally knowing that one that is there, I'm fine, and stuff, stuff like that. Because I brought her to this world. Now, if the supernatural birth you, then the supernatural controls you. If the supernatural birth you, then whether you like it or not, there is an, oh Jesus, can I preach this in the way I feel like preaching it? So the supernatural controls you. The reason you are demanded and expected to live by faith is that God is saying that if you want to prosper in the natural, it is not possible until you prosper in the spirit. Now let me show you why people lose blessing, people lose things that uh, is given to them at a certain point. Have you ever seen a man that used to be very rich? And at a certain point, became very poor. It's because the blessing was not birthed in the spirit. And if it was birthed in the spirit, it was not birthed on God's land. Because whatsoever the Lord doeth, it shall be forever. So if you see the thing is not there forever, then it's not from the Lord. Can I go a little deeper now? Then it's not from the Lord. So your marriage is not a man walking to you and saying that I want to marry you. That marriage must be birthed in the spirit. This is a reason for fasting and prayer. That is why John Wesley says, it seems God does nothing but answers prayer. Your prosperity cannot be birthed in the natural unless it's birthed in the spirit. Are you getting it? That is why God named people before they were born. Because as far as God is concerned, as far as you are concerned, you are going to see a woman, a man meet a woman, the woman become pregnant, carry it for nine months before it birth. But in the spirit, you see, God is an architect. And let me show you something about architectural. If you know a little bit about architect. Now, every building that is drawn, the architect puts the drawing on the paper. The artisans, masons, and whatever, engineers, they only transfer what is on the paper and put it practically on the ground. That is why God is Alpha. It means that right from the beginning, he has seen the way it's going to end. If you accept that statement, then let's go this way. There is something about God. He never starts anything until he finishes it. So before you see God start something, 
God has already finished the thing before he is starting. That is why he said, I know the plans I have for you. I'm not trying to concord it. I'm not trying to start it. I, you are a finished product. Them that he predestined, he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he glorified. Why predestination? Because you were born. Jesus even said that when you start praying, say your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Because in heaven, it's concluded. It's concluded in the heavens. In the heaven realms, there is no problem about it. I plan your life. Look at what he told Jeremiah. Before I formed thee in the womb, before your father met your mother, out of the billions of the spermatosia, I have already, oh Jesus Christ, I, oh, I call you and I ordain you as a prophet. So you were not ordained on earth. You were ordained before. So now, once you understand this principle, it helps you never to be prayerless. Because you know that there is another realm that controls your life. As you are walking, everybody walking on earth, everybody walking on earth is under control of the supernatural. But you have to choose by your decision which one must control you. Remember, I spoke about the visible and the invisible. The supernatural realm to us, two powers. Whether you believe it or not, light and darkness. God and Satan. So the supernatural realm, there are two kingdoms in the supernatural realm. There is a kingdom of darkness. There is a kingdom of light. Whether you like it or not, I don't care what you believe. I don't care the school you attended. Based on the choice you make, one of them controls you. Sometimes it is both, but one has a dominion over you. We will come to there along the line. Amen? If for the reason God is expecting you to live a right, a good life, and a righteous life is because if you don't live a righteous life, another word will control you. And when they control you, they will never let you live a happy life. Because much as the other word from God wants you to prosper, that is why I told you that, listen, there is something you must understand about the devil. She cannot create, he can only destroy. If you cut that revelation, you'll be careful how you are dealing with him. The devil can never do good. It is not in vocabulary. It's not, it's, it's not in nature. A fish cannot fly. No matter how you pray for the fish. So the devil can never do good. He can only destroy. Number two, she cannot create, he can destroy. And because he can destroy, that is why you always create counterfeit. Now, the devil <laughs> can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. So I told you that. The law of faith works is the same law or the other laws like fear works. Fear and faith works on the same principle. Because a counterfeit version means that I cannot produce original. If Satan, the reason why the devil cannot print $200 bill is that there is no original. Nobody can have, before uh, Nana Kufuado became a president, there was no 200 Ghana City, there was no 100 Ghana City. But now there might be possibility of 200 Ghana City counterfeit. Those days, if you print a 200 Ghana City counterfeit, ooh, <laughs> you can't even produce it because the original is not there. So I told you that there was no fear until Satan saw fit. 
There was no poverty until he saw prosperity. There was no sickness until he saw health. There was no divorce until he saw marriage. And so, anytime the devil sees something, she'll make sure that you create another version in his kingdom so that just in case you think that is what Apostle Paul said that when you come to Christ, there are two laws that are being in operation. He said the one is called the law of the spirit of life in Christ. That particular law made you free from the law of sin and death. So Paul said the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. You can only come under that law when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So the moment Jesus come into your heart, you are free from the law of sin and death. And he said that once God pulled you out of that law, that is why I told you the other day that the first person to be born again on earth is Adam. But Adam born again is different from your own. Adam was born from life to death. You are born from death to life. These are the two different things. Adam was born again, but Adam was born from life. He was innocent without sin, everything. And when he became born again, he was converted from life to death. When Jesus came to pay the price, he converted us back from death to life. So there is a vice versa between we and Adam's born again. Adam was born from death, life to death. We are born from death to life. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Now, this is the point. And so, whether you believe it or not, Moses said that, I said before you, that's what Moses said, life and death. Why Moses' life and death? Because there is no neutral ground. When you miss life, you can't mix death. When you miss death, you cannot mix life. When you miss a blessing, a curse takes over. Oh, am I teaching the word of God here today? <laughs> as long as we are confined to uh, confine our attention to things that are visible and material, we will always find ourselves conf confronted from time to time. Everybody say time to time. By event and situation that cannot be fully explained or controlled. As long as we leave that, that is why a lot of things say there are questions you ask on if you will never get the answer. Don't even waste your time to ask it. You will never get the answer. There are things that happen to you. Ask, why did it happen? You will never get the answer. How many of you have asked God several questions that you never talk about it? Because even when he gives you the answer, you will not understand. You see, let me show you something happened in the spirit. One day there was a rich man around. Everybody knows him to be a very wealthy man. Children always throw party. And then within a week, he lost everything. He lost it. I mean, she wake up, his cattle's dead, everything died, building collapsed on his children, and everything. He had some friends. When the friends came, they started talking. They said, no, you have done something wrong. I'm talking about the story of Job. But let me tell you how it happens. For that physical thing to happen, it was discussed in the spirit. The discussion was between God and the devil. By the time they finished that meeting, the devil was permitted to come and destroy it. So there are things. You can be the natural and be praying and be having your... That is why sometimes our judgments can be wrong. Our judgment about what people go through can be very wrong. Because in the realms of the spirit, it's a different story. Are you getting the picture? Sometimes the way even you see yourself and the way you look at yourself, your situation and judge on that is wrong. Because all the guys in the natural who were talking about this thing you have done, this you have done, they were not in the meeting. 
Now, the supernatural realm is so rare that they can sit down and have a meeting. And by the time they finish their meeting, the meeting's manifestation happens on earth. The visible realm, it is easy for us to understand it. Everybody can just go and understand the visible realm. And the, the, the reason for a lot of difficulty in our Christian life is that we have never noticed that what is happening to me. So you see, when you start preaching, eh, that is why you can even be a pastor and not have faith. Because faith simple means, and let me tell you something about faith. Among all the definitions, let me add one to it. Faith means that even though you are in the natural, you cease to walk in the natural. Or you cease to live in the natural. It means that when you start walking by faith, you are no more walking in the natural. Because in the natural, it is not if you are living by the natural, then there are certain things eh, you will not practice and do. So the word faith just means that somebody who lives in the natural, walks in the natural, but he decided that I'm not going to walk in the natural. Why do that? Okay. For instance, because Jesus Christ was not living in the natural, if you look at his life of faith, she even touched people who have contagious disease. In your time, what you're afraid of is coronavirus. Every generation has a disease the devil manufactures and break. Jesus time it was leprosy. There was no cure for leprosy. When you are a leper, sometimes you go and your fingers begin to fall. Now, the Lord make even a leper to go and stay outskirts the town. A leper cannot come around because of the cause, but Jesus touched them. Because the reason Jesus touched them is that faith cannot be contaminated. Because when somebody touches you by faith, and the person is living in the supernatural, then what is in the natural cannot affect a man in the supernatural. That is why God demands that if you are a just person, live by faith. Live by what faith. That's what I'm telling you that if you are just walking with the mind that when I wear nose marks, that is the way a virus will leave me, then it means that one, you are spiritually ignorant. You don't understand the faith message. You don't understand anything. And that is what gives the devil advantage over your life. Because if you don't have faith, Satan knows. Why couldn't we cast your master? I say because of your unbelief. Why couldn't you cast it? Because of your unbelief. It means that when they command the demon, the demon was not living. The demon has sensed that you have unbelief. And because you have unbelief, you cannot command me. Are we there? Are you going somewhere? Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. Now, so, the forces at work in this realm exercise continuous and decisive influence on events in the visible realm. I wrote this PowerPoint down. The forces, write this PowerPoint, the forces at work in this realm. Everybody say this realm. Exercise continuous and decisive influence on the event on the visible. So let me put it this way. The forces at work in the invisible realm exercise continuous and decisive influence on the event on the visible realm. Did you get a PowerPoint there? The forces, everybody say forces, at work. The forces at work in the realm or in the invisible realm, they exercise continuous and decisive influence on events on the visible realm. How do you know that? Second Corinthians chapter number 4 verse 17. Apostle Paul actually wrote a strong point about these two realms. Hmm. And what he said, for our light affliction, 
which is but for a moment, worked for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Why? Because we look not at the things that are seen, invisible, but the things which are seen, visible. Why? Because for the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are. Paul said, there are two realms Paul is presenting now. There are things you see and there are things you don't see. It comes back to the foundation of what I was preaching about. The fact that you don't see a feasible foundation with this building that told me it doesn't have one. So I was telling you that that's why God said that if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? And the reason we have not given the foundation attention is that nobody sees it. The danger about the foundation is that it must be done and it must be done well because when there is a problem with the foundation, it is not visible for you to see. Assuming there is a crack on the foundation of this building, nobody can see it because it's covered. So whatever your forefathers did, me and you cannot see. So if you want to see, how do we see? Only this one can tell us. Now let me show you something about this. The faith we are talking about, it cannot be operated without standing on this. So God said that I cannot talk to you all every time. Because I have to talk to, I have to talk to Mount or Cynthia. I have to talk to Kwame. I have to talk to Isien. I have to talk to this every day. And most more Pekasa. And the way you are, I can. So God said that, listen, everything I will ever say, let me document it. I'm making a constitution that rule my kingdom. Anytime you say you're operating faith, you must make sure you are standing on this. So God said that I am not moved by your crying. I'm not going to be moved by your tears. I'm not going to be moved by your complaint. If you want me to move, stand on this. And once you are standing on this, automatically you are in faith. I'll give you an example. One day God was with some guys and God told them that one of the ways to reach Jesus' life the gospel talks about Jesus and the epistles talks about the works of the church. So the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. One of the ways to read that particular gospel and understand and get the full benefit is that anytime you see the action of Jesus, instead of looking at Jesus, consider it to be God. Do you understand? I and the Father are one. So God told some three guys, some 12 guys that we are in this side, but let us go to the other side. This is what I said, and let me repeat it again. Everything written in this book, this verse, is the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. How many books? Is this 66? Okay, 66 books here. The greatest verse in this book that will help you to walk by faith is that God cannot lie. If you pick a revelation about that one, that whatever God has said, he cannot lie. Not that he does not. He can't. If God cannot lie, then whatever he said is the truth. So God told the people, let us go to the other side. 
everything from the beginning of the journey must stand on what God said. Once you are standing on, let us go to the other side. This is the thing about God. When he tells you that move from Pram Pram to Tema, he will not tell you that there's traffic on the way. God is not going to do that. It's not his job. She will never tell you there's heavy traffic. She will never tell you that it's going to rain. She will never tell you that you are going, you, you will never. You just have to stand on what he said. That I'm taking you to Tema. Once you are standing on what God said, then between Pram Pram and Tema, whatever comes along the way, it's not important. God said, I'm going to Tema. And once God said it, because he cannot lie, he is able to take me to where he said she can take me. Because I believe he cannot lie. So when God said it, now, anytime you meet traffic and you start feeling, hey, I'm getting late. If you don't take care, I'll miss my fright. Especially you are going to airport like that. Once you start feeling the apprehension, it means that you have picked another voice. This is it. Before you shout, let me say it. When you pick another voice and you start acting on that voice, then God rather has become a lie. This is what makes doubt a sin. Because doubt simply means that God is lying. He doesn't punish us on things based on his mercy. But this is it. So once you said, God said that. That is why God get offended with them. Because God said, I am taking you to a promised land. But he didn't tell them they were giants. So he doesn't tell you there's a traffic. He's not interested in the giant. Because God is not afraid of the giant. God is not afraid of the traffic. He controls the natural law. He's the one who put them there. So, if, if he has to suspend it for your breakthrough, he will do it. So, you see, <laughs> they were going, uh, there was no details about one day you, we will land at a Red Sea, but they got there. When they got to the Red Sea, Moses said, hey, You were the one giving that. Remember, what was guiding them is in the day, it's a pillar of crowd. In the night, is a, because they don't know where they are going. God is their GPS. Now, the GPS directed them and brought them to a sea. When they go to the sea, they realize that there's a huge Red Sea. Red Sea. If you go to Israel, you see the Red Sea. It's interesting. Huge. And God told them, go forward. Where? Go forward to where? Can you see? Because God has told you that he's taking you to the promised land. Whatever comes missing between. So all the things he did with Israel, he did it to teach us. That even whilst we are sitting in Portis, if you meet a Red Sea tomorrow, don't be afraid because Red Sea does not threaten God. Pharaoh cannot threaten God. And he told them, go forward. Then he told Moses, he said, divide the sea. He didn't say I. He told Moses, you divide the sea. Moses pointed his rod as a sign of faith that he has believed what God has said. So standing on what God said, divide the sea, he pointed the rod. If you are a sensible person, so-called, that have learned to investigate and say, what nonsense is that? We are talking about sea, you say, I should point a rod. Have you seen a rod? Then you put your rod down, nothing will work. Because you see, God doesn't work magic, he works miracles. 
And because he worked miracles, he need a part of man to... Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm teaching you the word of God. We are laying foundation for divine blessing. So even though the doctor say you are sick, God say you are healed. No? Anytime you are doubting, you are under apprehension, you are believing another voice. And once you yield to that voice, God is a liar. That is why I say the, most, the greatest verse in the Bible is God cannot lie. If you pick that revelation, all your fear must go. God cannot lie. So they pointed, and God sent a wind in the history of the universe that has never happened. And the Israelites saw that a wind passed through a sea. And ba, 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 the sea became a wall on the left. And the sea became a wall on the right. Amen. Now hear this. That is a breakthrough. But even the breakthrough God gives to you after 100 days, you will still need faith to enjoy it. Without faith, you cannot enjoy God's blessing. Because after the sea has become a wall, the devil will tell you that if you get to the middle and you close, what happened? So you still need faith to walk through it. So the Bible says by faith, they walk through the rest. Because if you don't have faith, you will sit down and say, hey, this thing, ah, dear, hey, ah, dear way, the thing becoming better. And you see the wheels are trying to let it. Sometimes, hey, ah, dear way. What about if I get to the middle? And this thing. So if without faith, you cannot enjoy God's blessing. That is why you are afraid. You know why you are not giving? You know why God tells you, close your account, you can't close it? You don't believe God will bring the return. You know why you don't pay your tithe? There's nothing wrong. Without faith, you cannot please God. The Bible says, it says, without faith, it's impossible. Because if God has a harvest, you see, I want to swear to bless you. But before I do that, kill Isaac. And it's not easy to take Isaac to go and kill. And once you do that, it means that you have believed what God said. They mean God swear. So anytime God asks you for a seed, he has a harvest in mind. But you see... Because the Lord said nothing comes from heaven until something leaves the earth. You must pass the test before he promotes you. Hmm. Foundation for generational blessing. It can never work when you don't have faith. Hallelujah. Are you getting the point? Are you enjoying the word of God? So Paul said we look not at the things which are seen. So don't look at your bank account because you can see. Don't look at the symptoms you can see. Don't look at the doctor's report you can see. So Paul, what should I look? But the things which are not seen, what is that? The word of God, you can see it. You can only read it. If the Bible tells you by his stripes you are healed, what are you using to heal me? You can see. <laughs> it is easy to go and work in, uh, 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 what do we call it? Petroleum Commission. And they give you an appointment letter and they write an appointment, $5,000 a month. You can see. But when God gives you an appointment letter, no salary. <laughs> God doesn't state those things. No, 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 no. She will not state that thing. No. Go. When God called me, one of my uncle asked me, how are you going to leave? I said, I don't know. But after today. Ah. 
never need a church to survive. I picked it many years ago that you don't need to, you don't need to work to prosper. You just have to be in covenant. There is nothing, there is nobody on earth who has nothing to give. It's not possible. As long as you are not, you are not naked, there is nobody. Everybody has something to give. God only multiplies what you give. So there is nobody on earth. That is why in the Bible, the poor does not give less and the rich doesn't give more. Both the poor and the rich must give. Because if the poor doesn't give, they remain poor. Mm. <laughs> Hello? No. So you don't do yourself a favor by keeping the little you have. Because whatever you hold is a harvest. When you release it, it becomes a seed. And why is the earth remain? So hear this. You, it will interest you to know that all the offerings you are giving 100 days, the seed, let's buy sound. You pledge, you pay. Heaven is calling all of them. Amen. Every one of them. There is something about God. This is what make this scripture gave me assurance. One day God said, oh no man anything. Now the God that is a faithful, just God, that is instructing us not to own somebody, he will never own you. She would never own you. No matter what you have given to him, one day, somewhere, somehow. I also saw that all the banks give interest. So you put 100,000 in treasure bill, the bank will say 17% interest. They give it to you. Then I saw that God doesn't give interest. He gives 100 fold. Oh, those who are clapping, God is giving them something. That is why you can lift the poor from the downhill and just set their feet on the rock. So that's why he does. His percentages are interesting. He, he has interest way. In fact, one of his percentages is that he has, he has another percentage. That one, that one I still my mind cannot handle it. He said that, he, this is the way he described the percentage. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Oh, All his systems of investment, he spared them out. Now there's another one. That way he connected to one covenant. It's called tight. He said, I have the windows in heaven. He said, when I open, you will not have room. God said, that what I will do, you will not have room to contain it. It means that your compound, your environment, everywhere, people will see the blessing all over because the thing has spilled over from the room, spilled over from the warehouse. These are all the terms of his increase. But girl, if you don't have faith, you can enjoy it. That is why you can see people in church who have money, but they can't give. And stinginess is a demonic attack. It makes you lose the one you have. Because the Bible says, there is he that scatters and have more. There is he that reholds and remain poor. So you see, hmm, this is the way God has made it. It is a principle of life. Everything God created, he created it to give. Everything. Everything. Anytime you start becoming a giver, you are taking your father's nature. Every giver is taking God's nature. Because God is a, nobody can outgive God. For God so loved the world that. So you see, God is a giver. He gives. He can give his only son. If God can give his only son, what else can he not give? 
Apostle Paul said that if he did not withhold the son from you, what else will you ask him? So you see, he has different terms of giving. And, and that is why I can tell you that because I am a giver, I am sure of tomorrow than today. I'm very sure. Amen. All those are playing, they are not afraid. They are the people who are not giving. Hallelujah. They are the people that are afraid. But if you are a giver, no. You give your way out. In fact, there's another realm of giving that one. I don't think any of you are there. <laughs> I, I cannot even preach it to you. But let me give you a little appetizer of that one. There is a realm of giving you give and you don't even expect anything. It means that if God doesn't bring anything, you give because you love him. Bam. You left Lotto 6-7. You left the realm of Lotto 6-7. So, there are some of us, we are in a realm, we don't even think about the harvest again. He has brought so much harvest that now, it's not even, if he doesn't, I've never reminded God, I remember what I give or no, never. No, when I wake up and I'm breathing, it's enough. It's a realm. No, don't, don't, don't worry about your realm. That you, Lord, remember with the cement. I've not seen it. Stay there. But when you grow from there, there's another realm. <laughs> uh, there's a realm, right? That, that one is a realm. I used to be there. Yeah, we, we used to be there. Hallelujah. I've never thought about it. No, no, no. I've never thought about it. If I want I literally pray, what do, you, how, what do you want me to give? So when I wake up in the morning, I ask him, is there anybody you want me to bless? Yes, and sometimes you point to me. That's why sometimes you see me give cars and everything. Sometimes literally comes, oh, uh, one day we came and say, I think you asked me yesterday that, three days ago, that I said, anybody want me to bless? And I said, yes. I said, but I didn't say anything. It's okay, now I have remembered. Take this car and give it to this person. That's all. I don't expect, I, I don't give it because I'm expecting a car. I just give it. <laughs> Amen. If you give the car, fine. It's a rare, you get there. It's a realm. You give and you are, you know, when you get to that realm, that is a realm where it's not everybody God will tell them to go and kill Isaac. He must walk with you in a certain level to trust you before he can. Hey. Amen. Give me the New Living Translation. Hey. Look at somebody say, hey. Look at this. So, we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on, on, on things that cannot be seen. Rather, so, eh, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. The troubles of coronavirus. The troubles of God said, don't look at them. Don't have a sickness and go to the internet to check the symptoms. Then you go and check what the devil has written there. Then you Google it. Uh, you go there, the devil says, go there, go and check. Because then Google, then you go there, Google, okay. Uh, 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 Plantasotaisis, then you Google. Then the devil begins to list uh, you begin to have nose, one nose block, one eye red. Uh, 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 your bombs cannot sit down. 
Then whilst he's getting that, he's choking your bones. Cool. Then he choke here. Because that's how the devil does. Faith comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing. Both of them comes by hearing. And there's something about the devil. Once you read this Bible, he begins to manifest it practical. So whatever you are Googling to read. <laughs> Look at where the devil picked that thing from. Google is from Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. When it comes to sickness. Huh? The King James Version. Proverbs 4.20. Look at what God said. Huh? My son or my daughter, attend to my ways. Ah. Give me the new living translation. Let me see the way you say the word attend to my ways. My child, pay attention to what I say. So, whatever God has said here, again, give me your Bible. Whatever God has said here, he said do what? Pay what? Have you ever paid attention before? Eh? It means that you are not blinking your eyes. Pay attention to what I have said. Huh? Pay attention. Listen carefully to my words. Two things here. It means I, the first two statements are saying gate, the eye gate and the ear gate. Two gates has been engaged. Pay attention huh, to what I say. Listen. Huh? Oh. Let's see the next verse. Mm-hmm. Don't lose sight of them. Mm-hmm. Make sure. So one of the ways to get healing is that when you are walking by, a stripes and machine should be in your eyes. Whatever comes, the devil choke you back. You say, mm, that's what I'm looking. Listen, don't lose a, a sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Now, that is the realm of meditation. As you keep listening and le- watching the word, bam, it will sink from your mind to your head. And the Bible says, let it penetrate deep into your head. What is the next thing? After you do that, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Now hear this. So as you are reading the word and giving attention, it brings healing. As you are reading the symptoms from Google, it increases the sickness. You put the symptoms there. There's nothing wrong. Let me tell you something. Let me show you the difference between doctors and let's say pastors. This is a pastor with a healing anointing. This is a doctor who treats you. When you go to hospital, this one, let me put it this way. This one is looking for God to heal. This one is looking for a doctor. The doctor heals you through your body. That is why they put drip. Hmm? God heals you through your spirit. Watch this. The reason you have to depend on God is that this one has a limit. So assuming you are waiting for a vaccine, then you are prone. And you are under the control of coronavirus. But the people that do know they are God. So, medical science does the same thing. Unfortunately, in our generation, it has been polluted. We have doctors who are into occultism, some of them are into witchcraft, some of them are into sorcery. So, sometimes, attempt of going there to be healed, rather go there, they'll kill you. In fact, number one killer of America is wrong prescription. When you check the statistics, people that have died in America, the first thing that kills people in the U.S. is doctors who prescribe wrong medicine. I remember many years ago, I don't know which of the children did, which was in an agile, this one. She was sick. Remember, we went to Senate and they gave us medicine and it was an agile, yes. We went to hospital and the doctor wrote the medicine. That's, finally, we have another woman who is a friend. He's a clinical pharmacist. Now, a pharmacy is different from a clinical pharmacist. The clinical pharmacists are, they also operate like doctors. 
they're little just above normal pharmacies. Eh? They work for what? So um, we went there and he told us that oh, go to my friends or so and so and go and buy the medicine. So when we went there, we presented a prescription to the medicines. Ah. So when I guess, oh, so so and so, he said, when I got I greeted her, I said, oh, uh, this lady, oh, oh, you are the software. Oh, it's good to see you. I know you. Are you the one in bedding power? I said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he gave them, I said, ah, who wrote this thing to you? He said, wait, doctor. The woman tied. He tied the report. And so, so, please, 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 please. I don't even want to talk about it. We're lucky. So we find, we find another doctor. We want to see another doctor's opinion. We show him the prescription. He said, who? I think my, my colleague was dozing. You see, this medicine is for old people. I don't, know, I don't even know how you wrote it. I, I can't explain. But that's what it is. Many people have gone to hospital. And the Lord said, I'm fine. Whilst we were not Christians, we were in the mercy and their hands. And you go there, by God's grace, you survive. All of us survive some things through hospital. But he said, when you cross over to light, as a just, you must live by faith. This is advantage. If you grow your faith. Both healing and salvation, they work together. Psalm 103. Who forgiveth all our iniquities? Who healeth all our diseases? You notice that. Anytime he speaks about forgiving, and the next thing he talks about is healing. Wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace upon you, by his stripes we were healed. You see the difference now. Who his own self, First Peter 2, verse 24, who his own self bear our own sins in his own body, that I being dead to sin should live unto rapture, by whose stripes you were healed. What the Bible is saying is that if the devil couldn't stop you from getting safe, he can't stop you from getting healed. So the Bible connects the two of them together. Once you are truly born again, you can stand on the same way. Once he couldn't stop you from getting safe, he can't stop you from getting healed. The challenge is that because we want to live at what we see, Medical science has categorized the sickness. The one that they can produce a result and make money, they say it's curable. The one that they have not started making money, they say it's incurable. Then they present a picture of somebody who have gotten a particular sickness somewhere. They put it on their media. They show the way the person has grown laying about to die. Then they put that faith in you. So that satanic faith is already in your eyes because we easily accepted what we see. That is why CNN, every 30 minutes they repeat it. BBC, every 30 minutes they repeat it. Faith comes by hearing. So the more we repeat, the more they will hear. So that particular news, every 30 minutes they will repeat it. Every 30 minutes they will repeat it. Because they are pumping it into your spirit. It must get there. The devil knows that. Once you, and you know that you have listened to news for three hours, but you have never read one scripture. Oh, I'm teaching. <laughs> so the moment you take the Bible, you are sleeping. But you can sit on TV for four hours. You don't care. 
No, four hours you don't care. And you are listening, and you are listening. So when you hear them saying that, and this one died, and this one had this, and they show you, that is why if you look at the way the devil presented the coronavirus, he only showed those who are dead. He doesn't show those who have recovered. Do you know more people have recovered than of this virus than the one that have died? But that one is not the case. When you read some of the international news, they show you how many has gotten it, how many has died, but the recovery one, because the recovery ones are not what you are supposed to hear. He wants you to hear the killing one so that one day you become a victim of the killing. Why? When you see the devil killing, he's doing his job. It's normal. The way killing, when you see the devil killing, it's, it's normal to him. It, it, the way a, a fish swim, Satan kills like that. Because he came to steal. He came to destroy. And then finally do what? Kill. So if he doesn't kill, it doesn't make him the devil. But that does not mean you are his candidate. No. You have to make a choice whether you are available for killing or not. Give the Lord a clap of it. I'm preaching. He himself knows that. So everybody, do you know something? Do you know that? The devil didn't kill Jesus. Do you know he didn't kill him? No. Nobody could kill Jesus. Because you can't kill a man who have never seen. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. He himself decided to die. Do, do you know what he said? I have power to lay my life down. And I have power to pick it up. It seems that nobody can kill me. I have to lay it. And he did that because of me and you. But if not that, nobody can kill him. Nobody can kill him. No far. Nobody can kill Jesus Christ. She lay his life down and pick it up again. So as he was, those, so are we in him. That's all. So the Bible says, if what is chasing you is great, the one in you is greater. So if you understand, greater is he that is in me. Every other thing bows after it. So when you hear them, when you sit down, you are watching the news, and then, there was a time God banned me from watching news. I was so used to watching the internet. One day God came and said, listen, you better stop listening to this thing. So I stopped. Because if you look at it, they cannot announce. Well, one day, last four years election. No. There was one particular election. There was a lot of tension. Which election was it turned out day or something? Do you remember? Huh? I think that's where Professor Mills became a president there. Okay. I remember I was watching the international news uh, then. Um, I heard one reporter from BBC was reporting. He said, what is going on in Ghana? So now there was nothing to report so far. Well, we are waiting to see, um, uh, I think, maybe uh, there's something going to happen. They have a small time. You couldn't even pronounce it well. But I think there's some confusion going there, the former president. And he was trying to tell the, whatever, their station that there was nothing to report. And the reason why there was nothing to report is that there was no bad news. So he cannot report that the, the, the election is peaceful. Nobody's killing anybody. Nobody's hitting anybody because that is not part of their report. The devil cannot report good news. This is the bottom line. No. But the carnal mind will be angry with this one. It's a choice. I've said before you death a life. It's a choice you, it's a choice you make. I mean, you choose. Hallelujah. And so Jesus said, take it what you hear and take it how you hear. So you have the power to control your ear gate. You have decided that these things are not watching. These things are not interested. If you allow it to enter. So when you sit down and always listen to them telling uh, uh, how many, these people, 5,000 people got in it. Eh? Even Ghana. I saw something. 
One day they presented, they were presented a report of coronavirus. And they presented a report of about 13,000. The next day they said 10,000 people have recovered. The moment they said, I saw that in the spirit realm, it brought the fear bam down. I, some people started joking that Ghana has got a cure for coronavirus. So you see, the good thing is that they reported the good news. Which others can't. Which news are you hearing? President Trump went to hospital after getting coronavirus at this age of 74. And then he came back and I saw the man still and said, don't be afraid of the virus. The media got angry. I saw them. He has, he, he has not taken the thing serious. And he has let American people die. Say, it's only Americans that have died. Every country. Yes, even Chinese from Oman can cry. Only God knows how many Chinese have died. <laughs> Chinese will not bring their statistics. Only God knows. But you see, when you think you are something you are not, Americans think that you should be treated special. Even though they are denying their God, they still want God to treat them special in their sins. Legalizing marriages that are abomination unto God. They should thank God for the remnant. If not for the remnant, Jesus Christ. They are me the president. And what is wrong about that? The man has experienced the sickness. He came from us and said, don't be afraid. Don't let it dominate you. You want him to come and say, hey, everybody, do you know what they want him to say? Please, be careful about the thing. You have to be very afraid. When you wake up, he say, it means I is the one. Now, Trump walked out of hospital three days. He's out. In fact, by second day, he came to stroll in town. Just dominating the thing. When you start living by faith, you have enemies. You have enemies. They will not like you. They will not like the things you say. They will say you are something. They will say you do too much. They will take all kinds of names. But they just live by faith. I'm sorry for offending you. I'm only obeying God. I'm very sorry for offending you. I can never be sick. I'm sorry that you offended about it. I cannot be poor. I'm sorry that you offended. I cannot have accident. I'm sorry. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. I am only obeying God. And because I'm obeying God, that is why I'm offending you. If I try to obey you, I will offend God. Bottom line. I'm very sorry. Those of you watching me, I'm very sorry that I've offended you, but I cannot be controlled by a virus. Never. Where I live, in him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Hey! I say, hey! Why do you want to pamper sickness? One of the saddest things that happened in church is when people stopped coming to church because they were sick and they didn't come to visit him. Hey! I tell people, when you are admitted to the hospital, make sure you get out quickly. Because first day, people will be coming. Second day, if you stay for second week, this one say, oh, I'm on my way to Australia. I have some job at Cape. You will be there. The longer you stay, the more people don't mind you. You better come out quickly. You enjoy life, you've been first day. Second day, Bahira and uh, uh, Kondo Minister. 
third day, Koko and Red Red. Fourth day. <laughs> Fourth day, no Santimato. Doctor, I have a month to be man. It means that oh yeah, Kaho. Free hunter. Don't stay long. Everybody will forget about you. Your own brothers. Oh, and say, me back home, I thought traffic, my boy. He just says something that you won't get offended. First day, people will be there. You see, everybody is there. Oh, second day, they are there. Third day, oh, cross you one week. Hey. hey. One man was in hospital for 38 years, hanging around pool. Oh, if you don't have it, if you don't have it, let me show you something. You don't have it. Yeah. The man was sitting there for 38 years. She saw G. God came there. He was standing in front of God. He was still looking for a man. God asked him, would that be made who? He said, I have no man. You can stand in front of God looking for man. She is standing in front of God. God is asking him, would that be made who? He said, I have no man to carry me. It is sad and a tragedy for you to stand in front of God looking for man's help. Many people are like that. Many. I'm telling you. If you give the devil opportunity, he will kill you. Yeah. Every time he comes, do you know he knock at your door and ask, Are you available for killing? If you say, Get away from me, I say, Okay, I'm sorry. If you say, mm, My waist, this thing, doctor said, this, Oh, the more killer, blah, he's available. It is what you say. Even God, God, when you back it, one of the mysterious scriptures is that God sent a prophet to tell a king, put your house in order, you are going to die. The king turned to the world and said, I'm not ready. On this way, God said, prophet, go back. To where? He said, baby, I'll go and say, go Go and tell the man, I have heard his cry. I have added 15 years. <laughs> such a thing. This is the power in prayer. Prayer can postpone and give you longevity. What? Then who is the devil? No. Nobody kill you. When I come to the place of blessing, I'll tell you. Give me 1 Corinthians. I think I'm reading 2 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 17 and 84. Our light and fresh, which is bad for a moment. Work it for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For we look not the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. And the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. The things that belong to the visible realm are trans, are, are, are temporal. Somebody say temporal. It means that they are impermanent. They are transitory. A transitory system means that I'm going to America, but I, I, I went to KLM. So when I go to Amsterdam, you see, every flight move from a country must land on their base. It's an aviation law. Unless a chartered flight. If you pick a flight from Dubai, from here to America, the flight cannot fly you from Ghana to America Street. It must go to Dubai before you change the flight. That is why we transit. It's the same principle for coming to this earth. This is not your place. You are transiting to heaven. So any foolish thing you do to stay here permanently is your own foolishness. It's a transit point. Nobody transits in a country. In fact, the sad thing about transiting is that they don't allow you to come to the country. 
You just hang around the airport, wait for your next flight, and change to go. So God said that you are transiting on earth. This is not the place for you. Are you getting it? You will come back to a new Jerusalem, but transit here, bring back to heaven where you were picked from, and I'll bring you back. If you decide to to Adonko or Mahem to stay here, it's foolishness. The first point I make is that the things that belong to the visible realm are transitory, transitory, and they are what? They are impermanent. It means they are temporal, according to Paul. Have you written that one? Number two, it is not only in the visible realm that we can find true and abiding reality. So let's make that point. It is not only in the visible realm that we can, you can find what? True and abiding reality. In the spiritual realm too, you can find truth and abiding reality. Because Paul said that the things that we don't see are permanent. But the one we see are what? Temporal. So everything you see, the womanizing, the, the, head, the head that has attracted you is temporal. Can I preach? The hips is temporal. The breast is temporal. It is standing, but one day it will drop. No, most of the one you see, it's some it's brazier that is so supporting it all. It's not the way you see it all. I'm telling you the truth. What you see is not what it is it is. I'm saying that all of them know that some of them, when you see physically, it's up to the new. It is the brazier that has hold it. If you are sitting here watching things and think that that's the way you see, you are making a mistake. I am not the one said, Paul said that things we see, they are temporary. They are not permanent. I'm telling you, thank God for the manufacturers of Brazia. If it's not that one, it will be a serious matter. What you see, if you see it physically, it's not the way you see it. Some of the men, they have bald hair, their hair is it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, 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 it's glue, they glue, now they can glue your hair. Some of the hips is formal. I say it's formal. It's not the way you see it, oh. It's formal. The things we see, that is why the Bible says, oh, so why another? I will fail you, dear, because it's temporary. The way you marry your wife is not going to be like that forever. If looks deceive you, you are in trouble. No. You must love the woman beyond the physical. Yeah. To live with her and not commit adultery. Yeah. Everything will change. Everything. Some of them, their stomach is not the way you see. They tie it with something. When they go to the bedroom, they release it. It's not like that. If you are not shouting, you are a suspect. No. This is the bottom line. I'm telling you. There are phones that can adjust the hips. There is, a, there is something you wear. It gives you artificial hips. under deception somebody finished a wedding the lady removed herself back Sakura took a form a flat chest the serious one removed his teeth like a rabbit 
The guy was the guy collapsed. He went in bam. And collapsed. Coming to pick the car. When the lady took his ticket, do you know some of the people were artificial they can remove it. The guy removed the caca, he was like a rabbit. He took three here and three down. May the Lord give you understanding. No. No. Marry beyond looks. Look for a woman with character. Beauty is vain. A woman that fears the Lord. Because at a certain point in your life, you realize that you don't need all those looks. All you need is somebody that will give you peace. Today, this wonderful woman was celebrating his birthday. I wrote a note. And one of, one of my father passed. I told him, I said, I mean what I wrote. Nobody could have handed me like this woman. At a certain point, I realize at a certain point of your life, it's no beauty. Even if you are misbehaving, you will need somebody that will behave. No, if you don't have that one, you will never come far. No. That is why God gave me a message. He said that the beauty in a woman is more important than the beauty outside. Because at a certain point, you will not, based on your vision, your assignment, your talent, your calling, you will not even wake up to think about which breast is standing. What God is doing with your life and what you are doing and the pressures and the tension and the stress and apprehension and the fear and anxiety and the demand on your life. It doesn't matter who is beautiful, you can't see it. And I'm telling you, and if you walk, hang around unpredictable prophets like me, no, the anointing of my life makes me very unpredictable. Don't conclude because I'm laughing yesterday, I'm going to laugh tomorrow. It's not, there is no guarantee about that. There's no guarantee. The things we see, they are temporal. A lot of young guys in the church, they are deceived. That's why you are not marrying the women who are fasting and praying. It is easy to marry this girl. When you marry, you continue fasting with them. It is not in a generation to go and bring somebody and train them how to fast. Let me tell you some principle about marriage. You don't marry to change your partner. By the time you say, don't clap. By the time you say, I do, you must accept them the way they are. If they are not Christians, they will not. There's no guarantee. You can't change anybody. If they are womanizing, that's it. If they were drinking whilst you were courting, it's going to continue. Whatever it is, don't come and tell me to pray for them to change. No. God doesn't respond to prayers that you know you were not supposed to put your head there. And you went there. Now be careful. At a certain point in your life, you must come to the place and realize that all you need is somebody who will give you peace, respect you, honor you, and love you for who you are. Amen. So be careful. Okay, let me give you this point and then we pray. So what is the last point I give you? It is only 
in the invisible realm that we can find through an abiding what? Reality. Or oh, you didn't write that one. Okay. It is in this realm too that we discover the forces that will ultimately shape our destiny. Even in the visible realm. It is in that realm that we discover the forces that will ultimately shape our destiny. The things that we see are temporal. The things we don't see are temporal. The forces that shape our destiny, they come from the invisible realm. Period. So, either for light or for darkness, whether you like it or not, there is something. That is why, you see, don't listen to this stupidity that nobody can. No, there is something about worship. Even somebody doesn't go to church, there is something you worship. Because when God created that, he put a mechanism inside us that is always looking for something to worship. That's the way God created He created us for his pleasure. So there is something inside you that is yearning for something to worship. If you don't channel that thing to worship God, you will still find something to worship. So the one that don't go to church is worshiping something. It can be a girl. Because there is something inside you that is it's a crave. It's, 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 it's a burning desire. It is looking for something to bow down to. And once you don't channel it to the omnipotent God, it's still got a substitute. So the forces in the visible realm, they control the destinies of the, the people living in the natural realm. So whilst you are sitting here, the way you are fasting and praying, what you are literally telling God is that I put my life and destiny in your hand. I don't want any other thing to control. You control my destiny. Amen. Don't tell me it's a difficult battle because you are a pioneer. I say you are a pioneer. The battle is fierce on all first generation Christians. Especially if you are the first person to be born again in your, in your family. It's not just a blessing you are working. You are knocking a foundation. You are destroying a false foundation. You are raising a new foundation. And therefore because the forces know you are changing history, they will come after you. One of the things I can tell you you are doing, not doing bad is that you realize that you have raised your children better than your mother raised you. It's a sign that things are changing. The thing about God is that sometimes you become the change of slow. Eh? Well, it depends on what you define. Sometimes we think God is slow. We always think God is slow. Always think. Some of the Bible people question, why are you slow in acting? He's slow. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. If you agree that it's slow, <laughs> I want you to understand that. Even if, if it is slow, it is sure. Amen. Number two, the reason you think it's slow is that it doesn't live in time. The way you are under pressure with time, God is not under pressure with time. Time don't threaten him. That is why I'm saying that the invisible realm controls the visible realm. So you can be in your many post times too. It doesn't threaten God not to give you a child. This is the interesting thing. One of the, one of the revelations that make me decide to walk by faith, no matter how threatening the situation is that, God, when you trust him, and the case look impossible, if need be, she can even suspend the natural law temporary to give you a breakthrough and bring the law back. 
How many got what I said? So what's this? There is a natural law that says that the law of flotation, the river must flow. God gets ready to let his people pass through the river. He suspended that law. It means that it is not a temporary. I am suspending the law of flotation. And I am building a wall in the sea. It means that the river that comes with the force is now becoming a wall. And a wall. My people must go through it. The law of conception said you must be at a certain age. You must still be menstruating. You must pick your village, meet a man. But a woman is about 90 years in our time. It's a menopause has passed. But when God gets ready to do a miracle, he suspends the law of menopause. Reverses things back to menstruation and ovulation. And causes you to conceive irrespective of your age. He suspends wrinkles and old age and gives you the miracle. Oh, Jesus, I'm preaching. It's not just Sarah. It's happening to Elizabeth, which is Zachariah's wife. God has, so one of the things you can trust him is that he can suspend the natural law. And Jesus Christ came and demonstrated it. When Jesus Christ came here, apart from walking on earth and dominating the earth, it's another thing to do. One of the powerful things that the devil has also captured is the marine kingdom. But he walked on the sea. So when he was walking on the sea, he was saying that I dominate you. She walk on the water. Look at God. God can suspend the natural of liquid and make it solid. You will not see it. So actually, when Jesus was walking on the sea, the thing became a platform of a kind of ice block. And he was walking. Visibly, the water didn't change, but he cannot sink. And he was walking. In order to prove that faith can make it work, he allowed Peter to walk. So that people will not say, I walk because I'm a God. I walk because I have faith. Foundation for generational blessing. Wow. Tomorrow we are going to go to analysis of generational blessing. Then I'll bring you to what is a blessing. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.